Today we're talking with Dale McIver, the event manager of the Henley-on-Todd Regatta in the Northern Territory. The Alice Springs Rotary Henley-on-Todd Regatta is a fun, quirky and eclectic boat race held annually on the dry, sandy bed of the Todd River in Alice Springs, Australia. It's the only dry river regatta in the world. Festival attendees compete in boat races in the style of the Flintstones, holding a metal frame and running for the finish line. The finale of the day is a battle of three motorised battleships with flower bombs and water cannons. It's totally crazy. The event attracts incredible media and visitor appeal with almost 5,000 attendees filling the site of the one-day festival which attracts visitors from across the world to Alice Springs and Central Australia, where the locals certainly know how to make their own fun. Today, we're going to be talking with Dale about grant funding and the strategic approach that the Henley-on-Todd Festival has taken to secure record-breaking event funding in the Northern Territory. Now, let's chat with Dale. First of all, can you just give a bit of a background and intro to the Henley-on-Todd? Yeah, the um, Emily on Todd is run by the Combined Rotary Clubs uh, here in Alice Springs in the Northern Territory. Uh, it's an event that's now been going around our 58th year this year. And it's it's been a real event that started off as quite a community event. It was sort of a how can we raise a few dollars for charity by um, Rotary originally. And as it's really grown um, in stature and, and got a lot more media attention, it's become one of the Territory's sort of funniest, craziest, most iconic events. So. It's been interesting to watch the journey of it, but the fact now that, that it's identified as a major tourism event as well as still remained its grassroots as a, a charity fundraiser for the Rotary Club. So it's, it's become quite a combined event, but the, the two sort of areas work really well hand in hand now. Excellent. Can you tell me about the funding model for Henley on Todd and also the history of the grant funding? Yeah, so the funding model's been um, pretty basic and, and I guess no different to a lot of other regional events around Australia. So we're certainly very reliant um, on our sponsors, whether that be going out and getting cash sponsors or, or in-kind support, so it's not money going out the door. We rely on gate takings as well, so we have a fee for those coming into uh, the regatta. We also have some very minor income from getting uh, external storeholders to come in and, and a small merchandise line as well. So. It's, it's been a pretty yeah, basic funding model. We've also been um, trying to seek a lot of different grants from particularly the Northern Territory Government over many years. Up until recently, a lot of those grants have only been fairly small and have been extremely specific on um, the, the spend. So it was a case of there's a small bucket of money, but you must go and spend it on interstate marketing or whatever it's been. So we've really had our hands tied on, on what's been available. But luckily, we've seen a, a pretty big change in some of those um, funding models that have been available probably over the last two to three years. Hey, can you tell me a little bit about, you know how the Henley on Todd got that infrastructure funding to purchase the marquee okay. and generate that now as a, a revenue stream? Can you just tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, one of the things that we do uh, with the grant funding opportunities that are, that are out there is always try and think outside the square and what we can do a bit differently. So. A couple of years ago, we actually partnered up with the Alice Springs Turf Club here in Alice Springs, and we looked at buying our own, um, some of our own infrastructure and starting to get that going because we, we identified within our budget where a lot of our money was being spent. And one of them was our uh, large corporate marquee that we put up each year. 
and we were seeing anywhere between sort of ten to thirteen thousand dollars just in that being set up for, for literally a five-hour event. So we looked at some of the other funding options that are available. Uh, as I said, partnered up with the Turf Club, um, and we were lucky enough to secure a, a grant that bought us a, a large corporate marquee, um, as well as seating, um, tables and chairs, and some uh, infrastructure in there. And we now store that in a large container, and that's available, obviously, for our event and the Turf Club event. It's sort of a, a partnership there. But we're now just starting to look at the opportunity um, of making that available to hire out to other events uh, within the region. So it's it's going to be a real opportunity for us to not only not have that money going out of our bucket, um, but also being able to make some income from it. Yeah, I love that. And that's what I talk to a lot of events about is how can you actually generate revenue streams year round? So not just yeah. thinking about, okay, our event's on this one weekend, how do we try to generate as much revenue as possible? But how do they make smart decisions to try to generate revenue year round? I love that. So you received the significant state funding this year for Henley on Todd. Can you tell me a bit about how that came about and what that funding is and what it will enable you to do? Yeah, absolutely. It's been a it's been a really interesting journey that we've taken probably over the last three years to really, I guess, peel back the layers of the event and, and not really start again, but just sort of look on some of our um, opportunities to do some business planning, risk assessment and governance was a, a really big one for our event as well, um, as well as making sure we had a really good marketing plan in place. So we identified through the committee and, and through some external factors that those were some areas we were really keen to look at. So we put some money into those consultancies ourselves and also got some support from um, some state funding as well to do that. And probably over about an 18-month time frame, we, we were probably almost over-consulted by the end of it with all of the different areas that we were looking at. But what we've ended up with is a, a really solid business plan and marketing plan that, that go hand in hand. But we also had a, a really solid risk assessment done of the event as well. And anyone that knows the Henley on Todd Regatta, if, if you haven't seen it, go and Google it. Our big spectacular at the end of the day, we have three big battle boats that participate. So they're three big four-wheel drive boats that are driving around like crazy in, in the dry pod riverbed of Alice Springs. They're letting off gunpowder cannons and all sorts of things. So there was certainly concern of that being an element of risk for us, but we were very pleased to see by undertaking that consultancy and, and getting those professionals in. But there was a few tweaks we could certainly do, but in, in fact that let's do those tweaks, let's address some of those things because that's our real highlight of the event. So it was probably very scary for us initially, but, but the end outcome has been fantastic. So what we did with those three plans then um, is we went and sat down uh, with the NT government, uh, with NT Major Events and the Community Benefit Fund and presented our applications using the, the basis of those three plans. And we've been extremely lucky in secure funding. So out of both of those, we've got two by three year funding. And we've secured about $620,000 worth of funding over the next three years. And it's really exciting to see that there's that confidence in everything that we've done with those plans. And, and yep, it was tough at times trying to pull everyone together and get it done. But now that we've got that, we've got this really amazing opportunity to move the event forward. So it's a, it's a mix of a bit of governance for the organisation uh, certainly infrastructure is a, a big one from us. We set our event site up from absolute scratch, from a dry riverbed to a major event site that caters for 5,000 people. Um, so infrastructure is a huge one to build that up. 
and also taking our marketing to the next level with the event. So really getting us on that, that national and international marketing platform. So exciting. Has any other event in the MT ever secured funding like that? I don't think so. Um, I think the Fink Desert Race is probably the only other one that's probably closest to us, but they generally go for quite specific projects. Like they now have their start-finish line that's there year-round and they've been building up bit by bit over the years of getting more infrastructure and buildings in there. Like they're just in the process of finishing off a, another pretty large building down there. So they've probably been a little bit more specific on the infrastructure side of it, whereas Henley on Todd's looked at that whole overall picture, which is why I think we've, we've been so successful in, in getting that bucket of money. Are there any other aspects do you think that allowed you to be so successful with grant funding? I think the fact that we were very open and honest with our consultancies, like, you know, and, and I know a lot of regional events, everyone runs on, on voluntary committees. You might have small pay positions here and there, but it, it was really about peeling back and I, I guess exposing a little bit of, you know, some of our, and they're not pitfalls or downfalls, but a lot of the challenges that we face. And I think a lot of people tend to keep that to themselves and think, oh, no, we might not, you know, look so professional if we sort of peel back those layers. But I think in getting our committee and volunteers and, and Rotary members to, to really be open and honest about that and get that all captured and find a way forward and, and we're not saying we've got all the answers, but we've now got a really good opportunity to address some of those challenges as we move forward. So I think going through that process, it was probably pretty scary at first for some people, but I think as we're able to do that, and I think the other level of, there was a lot of nervousness about doing that risk assessment as to, you know, oh no, they're going to close us down and, and oh, you know, we're, we're, we're the territory and we probably do things a bit differently, but we, we certainly do do things differently, but the, the, the fact that we've put it out there and gone, let's let's just see where this rolls and ends up, and the fact of where we've ended up now, we've, we've certainly surprised ourselves in, in what we've ended up with and we're very excited about it. But it's also been great to be a part of that journey and now share that with others to sort of say, hey, take, take that step and, and just try something different because you never know where it might end up. That's so great. Um, now, are you the one that actually manages all the grants, Dale? It's a mixture between the board members and myself, just with some of those conflicts of interest because I sit on, a, an, a, on an NT fund, a board and that sort of stuff. So it's, it's a little bit of both. So essentially I'll help write them behind the scenes, but they'll actually submit them and, and sign off on them and do all that sort of official side. But then, you know, I, I sort of work with them, put the budgets together, and then essentially I'm just now out doing all the work that, that relates to all those, all those funding areas essentially. Mm. I guess, you know, it can be difficult and sometimes events get really put off by the amount of work that's involved in actually administering a grant mm. program. So, and I mean, if you've got significant funding, that's a little bit different. But if you've got, say, twenty dollars or $50,000, for some events, it creates a whole other workload for them. Are there any, you know, strategies that you have in place around how you, I guess, manage the expectation? of funding bodies or make sure that you deliver accordingly, if not above and beyond? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. And yeah, I guess we've we've been fortunate because we have been able to build a component of, of some administration costs into our grants, which has been quite fortunate. It's certainly not covering everything, but certainly there's a component of it. 
Well, I think probably the best advice I can give from that point of view is when you're putting your, your funding submissions in and, and looking at your overall what you want to achieve, make sure you've got really clearly outlined exactly what you want to use the money for in your budget and exactly what you want your KPIs to be and your outcomes at the end of the day. Don't don't be unrealistic. Don't think that you've got to go out there and suddenly get 20% more money through your gate and 20% more visitors or anything like that because it's unrealistic. So really look at what you're wanting to achieve and, and don't set unrealistic goals when you're, you're doing your funding applications is probably the, the best information I could pass on. Yeah. I guess the only other, anything else you want to share on funding or accessing funding, managing expectations? Have you been involved yeah. in lots of grant programs? Yeah. Um, I, I guess when you're out there looking at funding for your event, don't just look towards the obvious ones that, that are there. Don't just think, oh, we're an event, so we'll just look for event funding. As I explained earlier, we looked outside the square and we got some funding from a bucket of money we probably weren't expecting to buy some infrastructure for the event. So take some time and, and do some desktop research. Use the resources out there of, you know, local councils and state bodies who, who probably have lists of funding available and, and just think how you can do things a bit differently. Quite often, a lot of these buckets of money will actually sit there underutilised because they're not getting enough people to apply for them. So just really think about how you might be able to use some funding. Look at your, your business model and what you're doing and, yeah, just think a little bit differently and, and give it a go. A, apart from a, a bit of your time, you've got nothing else to lose and who knows what sort of money you might end up with. Good tip. Now, this can be anything at all, Dale, but what is your top tip for other regional event committees? You've been giving this one a little bit of thought, but um, I think that the, probably the best piece of advice I can give is work together and have a clear vision. And that's always a bit of a challenge when you're bringing volunteer committees together especially. And I've certainly experienced that a lot with a, a number of the events and things I've worked on. But sit, even if you have to sit down and, and just do a, a very, very basic strategic planning and, and business planning session, it, it doesn't have to be long in detail, but know what you're all working towards and whether it just might be for this year's event or where you want it to be in sort of five or ten years' time is probably the best piece of advice because everybody sort of comes into committee meetings and has different ideas and different things they want to do, which is great. But at the end of the day, if it's not working towards a common goal and clear vision that you want to have, then it's it's always going to be a challenge. So I think by yeah by working towards something common, whether it want to be, okay, this year we want to make sure that we've got $10,000 at the end of the day that we're giving away to charity at, at the end of the event, and that's what you're working towards. And then all of your, your different areas of your operational side of the event can work towards that. That's just one example. Or it might be a case of, yep, we want to make sure that we've got $20,000 in the account to go towards starting up next year's event. But just make sure whatever it is, everybody's on the same page and, and you'll find that that'll be easier working on the operational side of the event. Good one. And my last question is, what is your one recommended event resource that other events could benefit from? Yeah, mine's probably a little bit little bit left field as a lot of my ideas are. Um, and it's probably not so much a, a resource as such, but use your local networks. In, in regions that we all work in, and I'm here in Alice Springs, so we've probably got a bit bigger region than some of the other events out there that are a part of this, but use those local networks. It's amazing what your local community will pull together to do. 
So you might have your core committee and your core group that's working towards the event, but don't be afraid to reach out to even other events that happen in your region and, and bounce some ideas off them because they might be having the, the same questions and dramas and issues that you're having. And, and by sharing that those concerns, you'll probably find that there's answers out there somewhere. So there's certainly a lot of online resources out there, but, but mine from that regional perspective is, yeah, use your local networks that are around you because it's, it's amazing how you'll all combine and work together.